Hello, friends, and welcome back to Hope is a Prayer Way. I am your host, Pastor JJ. And before we descend on our Bible study, I would like to remind you that all of my Bible studies are free for you to download and copy. And all of my Bible studies come with no strings attached. There is no registration, no email required, no subscription, no thumbs up, no like buttons, and you will never have to pay a penny for any of our Bible studies. The Lord Jesus paid the price for you and I. And so that we can contend for the faith, like the book of Jude in verse 3 says, we never ask for donations and we never accept any donations neither. Like that, we can just preach the truth. All we ask is that you, if you would please just pray for this podcast and for the website that we can win many souls for Christ Jesus. Thank you. And my only goal in, in creating this podcast and the website is to connect you with Christ Jesus. If you want to see our website to find complete Bible studies, including today's Bible study, you may visit www.hopeisaprayerway.com. Now, let's get into the Word of God. And in today's Bible study, we are going to be studying how to defeat any terminal disease. And this is God working at his best. And there's a backdrop to this Bible study that you'll see as it, uh, it develops throughout this, uh, this actual story. So my wife and I were on a cruise, just so that I can say the, uh, uh, set the background to it. And I have this gentleman that comes and he says, May I sit with you guys and have breakfast? And we said, sure. Why not? Those were the words of what will become dear friends of ours that we had the pleasure of having, oh, having our Lord and Savior bring us together over breakfast on a transatlantic cruise. Though this is the power of God. So during the course of the cruise, you know, the cruise has many stops. I remember that one of the stops was in Valencia. And uh, we all wanted to eat paella. So we shared a paella and wine with, a, with our group in Valencia, Spain. And it, we ate it at the restaurant frequented by Ernest Hemingway. It's named La Pepica. So throughout our 14 days on the cruise, we would share many other casual moments, but we came to find out that by chance that all of us had congregated at the same church while we lived in Miami, Florida. It's called First Brine Baptist Church. And come to find out that our new friend Tommy was even the, on the board of directors of First Brine Baptist Church. The pastor at the time was an amazing expositor of his word, Dr. Rick Blackwood. Amazing. And the cruise ended and we all had our different plans. So 
We exchanged phone numbers and we went our separate ways. Now, Tommy's wife, Margaret, who's a bright, energetic, vibrant woman of God, would mail us every year her homemade yearly calendars. And it became a tradition for us to wait and receive Margaret's yearly calendars. So my wife, uh, Naomi, and I would f just be filled with so much joy and, anticipa and anticipation uh, as to what Margaret was going to come up with with these yearly calendars, that it really became a yearly event. But one year the calendar didn't come, and we were so disappointed. But we knew that something was wrong because Margaret is very detailed and a sharp cookie. So we knew that something was amiss and, or something was wrong. So we came to find out that Margaret had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and her prognosis wasn't very promising. Now Margaret is blessed to have a team, a home team of top doctors. Her brother-in-law is a dean and provost of one of this nation's top medical institutions. Also, Margaret's, uh, one of Margaret's daughters is a doctor whom they've nicknamed Dr. No. And that's because she restricts Mar Margaret's outings due to COVID-19. So she's known as Dr. No. She always says no. God bless her. So Margaret went on to tell me that she had a lot of prayer warriors. Margaret tells me that she was bombarded with a plethora of prayer warriors that would keep her spirits high. And she knew that she was being lifted in prayer by so many brothers and sisters in Christ. She went on to tell me that there was so much love that her church family overwhelmed them with the amount of food that Tommy and her received during this ordeal. And Margaret and Tommy offer the following testimony. Margaret says that Tommy and her feel so amazed and humbled at the large number of people that God has given them the opportunity to witness about how he has worked in their lives, in her life. And she says that she feels so privileged to be able to tell others their story. So let us try to define faith, friends. And as we look at the book of Psalms 9, Verses 9 through 10 out of the New King James Version, starting at verse 9. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Verse 10, and those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. And friends, I don't know if you are in, in a health battle fighting for your life as you hear this podcast, or maybe your family or friends are hearing it. 
But friends, I want to remember, I, I remember telling Margaret many times that some of us go to church and when devastating news comes our way, we forget who's in charge of our lives. Whom called you into existence before the foundations of this world? And in Ephesians 1.4 reads, For he chose us in him before the foundations of the world to be holy and blameless in his presence, in love. So when a doctor tells you that you may have X number of days or months or years uh, left, I encourage you to show respect for your doctor. But you go and ask the doctor of all doctors and see what he says, just as Margaret did. During times of adversity is when you show your family members what you're made of. Are you going to show them your lack of faith? Or like Margaret, will you stand tall for Christ? So that your entire family, kids, grandkids, friends, neighbors can be inspired by your courage and your faith and your trust in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles, please, to Ephesians 1. And we're going to be reading verses 11 through 12. Starting at verse 11. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. In other words, we pray and he sees what's going on and he will determine according to his will what is the best plan for all of us? And so that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be to praise to the praise of his glory. Now, as you're going through this, remember, we have an enemy, and his name is Satan. And remember that we've studied before that Satan means that he's our adversary. That he's against us. And Satan's job will be to plant seeds of doubt in you. Are you sure that you're going to be able to survive? Are you sure that God's going to help you? And so on and so forth. That's his job. If you've been told that you have this or that, you pray. Pray and keep on praying to your Lord and Savior that created you. And don't believe the lies that Satan is trying to plant in your heart and in your mind. I'll, let me share this personal story on my end. My mother was diagnosed while she was still alive. She went to be with the Lord about six years ago with breast cancer. And the doctor gave her a grim diagnosis. This is back 
sometime in the 80s, I don't remember exactly what year or date or anything, but it was back in the 80s. So they took a ton of tests and so on and so forth. And I remember meeting my parents at Cedars Lebanon Hospital in Miami, Florida, to receive the results of all of the tests that they had performed on her. I remember my dad became very anxious. And I remember telling both of them, God is with us. We have nothing to fear. Now, it took a very long time. And finally, when the doctor came to give us the news, all of us were flabbergasted when the doctor said, Ma'am, your cancer is gone. Now remember, she hadn't had surgery. She was getting ready for surgery. And the doctor told us that he couldn't believe that the spot on her breast that we show on these tests have all disappeared. And he showed us the x-rays. And friends, if you're facing a health battle, and you're in a hospital, seek he who called you into existence, as we've seen here before, or in this study, before the foundations of the world, and who died on the cross to give us eternal life. And in John 3.16, it reads, For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Anyone who believes in him, I don't care about your past, I don't care where you are, uh, if you've done this, if you've done that, maybe you've been told, oh, you're going to hell because of this or because of that. Friends, there's not a human being on the face of this planet, not a pastor, not a church, not church leaders that have the power to send you or anyone else anywhere. And I start with myself. So let me read that again. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but they're going to have, what? Eternal life. Amen? Now let's find another scripture, and it talks about light and darkness and sin and forgiveness. And we're going to be reading out of 1 John 1, and we're going to be reading verses 5 through 10. Starting at verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Verse 6. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet we walk in the darkness, we lie and we do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, 
as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. And if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And if we claim we have not sinned, then we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. I want to read to you also, please, Psalms 103, and it's known as a Psalm of David, starting, starting with verse 1. Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all of my sins and he heals all of my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. And friend, I just want you to know something. No matter where you are in life, and maybe you're hearing this in a hospital. And I want you to know Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to come into your life. And he wants to be your Lord and your Savior. And you know, I tell all of my Bible students. That I want you to picture yourself. Extending your hand out to greet someone. And the person just walks by and doesn't even acknowledge you. And how does that make you feel? Here you are with your hand out. And the person doesn't even look your way. And I want you now to think of how many days, months, and years has Jesus been extending his hand to you? And for one reason or another, you've never grabbed his hands. And how do you think he felt? But you know, our God is a merciful God. And like I said, he wants to be a part of your life. No matter where you are in life. He accepts you as you are. And if God has spoken to you today, I'm going to lead you in a prayer and I will ask you to please follow along. Heavenly Father, I come before your throne. I ask you for forgiveness of all of my sins. I ask you to come into my life and become my Lord and my Savior. I take your hand this day. And please, Lord, never leave my side. Please love me. Please help me, Lord. 
And let me share eternity with you and the Father and the Holy Spirit in heaven from this day forward. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, Lord, and amen. And friend, if you said that prayer with me, I do believe that you were born again. I encourage you to find a good Bible preaching and teaching church. I encourage you to buy a Bible that you can understand that when you read it, you understand it. And to ask the Lord to open your understanding, to help, to, to, to cause you to remember the pages that you're reading and that you would apply them first to yourself and then you can help others apply it to them or teach them about them. You don't have to buy 50 books to interpret the Bible. Like one of my seminary professors would always say, the Bible is a dictionary unto itself. Amen? So I pray that you grow in Christ and that you win many, many souls for Jesus. Oh, and you might be in a hospital and you may be within the last hours or days of this life. But you can still make a difference to your family and to all of your friends by accepting Christ. For you will leave them with the comfort of knowing that you're not saying goodbye. You're just saying, until we meet in heaven. Amen? I like to close out all of my podcasts in remembrance of the late Pastor John H. Osteen. And Pastor Osteen would close out all of his TV sermons with the best phrase I've ever heard. And he would say, keep Jesus first place in your heart and he will take you places that you've never dreamed of. Amen? And friends, thank you for your time and the privilege of being able to share Christ with you. And I look forward to talking with you tomorrow on our podcast. I pray that his blessings be upon you and yours today and always in Jesus' name. Thank you.